Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Okay, guys, we have some very exciting guests on today. We have the Rubens, who are an award-winning five-piece alternative rock band from Australia. And we are so excited to chat with them today. I've seen them lots of times live at many festivals over the years. And they are definitely one of my favorite bands. So we're going to chat to them all about music and their time here in London. All right. Welcome to Common Chaos. We have the Rubens in today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming in. So what brings you guys to London? Basically a show. We came for one show. We added another one. Um, But we just, we hadn't been overseas since COVID. Like we've been touring a lot in Australia, but it had been like nearly four years since we'd been back here. And we we started like a new label partnership and stuff. So we thought, let's just fly to London for one show. What a mood, the one show. show. Yeah, I know. It's a very expensive thing to do. You're like to the label. Yeah, we have this one very, very important show to do, but really you just want to come. Do you have any friends here? Like catching up with everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's sort of, yeah, it's a nice excuse for us to get back out, you know, and put on a new show, play some new music and stuff. You've come at the right time with the weather as well. It's starting to warm up now. I know, it's beautiful. Mm. Well, warm for us. I thought it was going to be pissing down the whole time, so I'm stoked. Yeah, the rain has kind of settled down as well. I feel like I mean, it was raining yesterday. It said it, it was going to rain all week, but like you can only like cross your fingers here and just pray for the best. Yeah. But anyways, so we like to ask our guests every time they come on, what's a mantra or quote you guys live by, whether as a band or individually, mm. like something that you Which love. Will was here for this. Will would have the, the mantra for us. Um, uh, always check the specials board. <laughs> <laughs> Because you'll have, you'll have regret. You go up and order and then see the, the specials board after you've already ordered. And yeah, but the problem with specials board is that the chef is just trying to get rid of whatever's going to go off That's next. That's what I think. Really? True. I've yeah. never True. thought about True. it like that. Yeah, yeah so dog. if you see like fish on there, it's because the fish is already old. No, you yeah. are so right. I went to a Japanese restaurant and they said, we've got this special Wagyu. Like it's it's amazing. It's this and that. It was literally the most like foul. We're like, yeah, we'll be tempted by the specials board. We're like, it was the like stinkiest cow. I can't even explain. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get into it. I had that but I was like, it was like the most meaty meat I've ever had in my yeah. life. And ever since then, traumatized. So I don't agree. Don't check oh, the specials well, board. You guys asked the question. I'm just trying to... <laughs> think of anything <laughs> you know what though it's something different love that it's unusual yeah, yeah. it's definitely yeah. not spiritual it's <laughs> really not spiritual yeah, that was yeah. the most boy answer <laughs> go straight to pub mentality yeah it's so hard to live by quotes anyway it's fitting though because you're in london pubs specials yeah you know. yeah and when you're traveling it's like every day is just thinking about what you're going to order what you're going to eat you know mm-hmm. oh that's not even when i'm traveling that's every day of my life 
yeah. life. What's my next meal? <laughs> yeah. But it's also competitive as well. Like if we're tra- traveling as a band, it's yeah. like, and someone sits down with something amazing, you go, fuck, I ruined I that. I wish I got that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why I force my friends to like share every meal with me. It's yep. never my own meal. It's never your own meal. Like you're sharing with me so I don't get food FOMO. That's the best way to eat anyway. I, I like to try a bunch of little things. Like yeah. Sitting down just eating one big plate of the same meal is kind of boring. Yeah, I Agreed. agree. So another thing we like to ask our guests is what is a fuck it moment that you guys had in your life? Kind of a moment where you went against the grain or did something different or took a risk. It could have been like for the formation of the band. Or yeah. I think the, probably the biggest one for us that it sort of kicked everything off was that we sort of had this opportunity at the start where Triple J had started playing our music, but it was just like demos and stuff. Um, so we're kind of chasing our tail, trying to learn how to be a band while being on the radio. Mm. Um and we didn't know how to record music properly or anything like that, but a producer in New York wanted to work with us. Um, but we had no record deal, no money. So we borrowed money from our parents and just like flew to New York and lived in this tiny little place together. And that was a big fucking moment because like thinking back now, like that was so risky. We didn't realize at the time. Yeah, I, rec- I think it's one of those moments where you realize how naive you were at the time. Because like I didn't think it was a fuck it moment at that time. I was just like, this is what you do as a band, yeah. right? You just go... You live on 10 bucks a day, <laughs> eat hot dogs and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, looking back now, it's like that was so risky and almost like kind of um, risky of our parents as well to be like, all right, see ya. And in what way risky though? Like how would you say as a band it was risky? Well, I mean, like we knew that this guy wanted to work with us, but we hadn't even locked in like, we didn't even know what that was. We hadn't even locked in like, all right, we're going to come there and make an album with you. Yeah. We just knew he was keen and we were just going <laughs> to go over there and meet him at the studio, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, because Sam and some others went over there first and I'm pretty sure he was surprised to see you. He's yeah, like, oh, like, you guys are here. Oh, like you actually no, came? You're like, yeah, you yeah. literally yeah. fucking made us come halfway yeah, across the world. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? Can we start? Yeah. But that's the thing when you're young and you have a dream. I feel like you don't really think about it too much and you are a little bit naive and you're just kind of like, you've been offered this opportunity and you're just going to take it with both hands. Otherwise. Mm. What's the point of risking it for? 100%. Yeah. And I think that's, that was how we were for a long time at the start of our career. Just blissfully ignorant and just sort of just, yeah, just walking around the world, taking opportunities where they came. And, and we were very lucky. Like a lot of cool shit happened. So how did New York go then? Like what came from it? And was it, was it the whole band was already formed at that point? Or? Yeah. Yeah. There was the four of us. So it was me, Elliot, Zach and Scott. Yeah. Um, Will, who plays bass for us, he, he was coming along just because he's into like recording music and stuff. But he came with us and he was going to play bass on the record, but he wasn't part of the band yet. He didn't want to commit to it. He was just wanted to have a bit of fun. He's vibing out. Um, then we came back after making that album and Will was like, all right, I'm in. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we made our debut record there. Nice. Um, so that's what we got out of it. Is getting on Triple J, is that like a prerequisite to becoming an Australian band? I feel like everyone who <laughs> mm. then makes it on Triple J is like, okay, cool. Like I kind of yeah. made it now. It's like the stepping stone to- For sure. I think it, it was like back in the day, it was a very big deal. I think things with like now with streaming services and stuff, there's definitely other ways you can become mm. successful as a band and, and you don't need Triple J, but they definitely help. Because they've got like the hottest 100. Yeah, I feel like yeah. in Oz, it's like such a rite of passage. Yeah, like yeah. our music industry at home is quite amazing small. for that and small, but you can find people through that. And I feel like once Triple J is like given it a tick of approval, yeah. it has mm. that cult following that kind of comes from it. 100%. I mean, that's 100% how I found you guys back yeah. in the day and like obviously festivals. And festivals yeah. and <laughs> it's amazing. Like, cause if you talk to bands from overseas, like whether it's UK or America, like they know what Triple J is and, yeah. and, and labels from over here as well. They really respect Triple J because other countries don't have a Triple J. Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, it's essentially that if you can get into this one place, then they've got their whole fan base is just going to know you immediately. Yes. Um, so many of my like um, UK friends that are in music here, they're like, I just want to do my like a version. Like, can't yeah. wait for Triple J to have them for like a version. Like, it's such a big thing. Yeah, I'd be fucking shitting myself doing like a version. I like, hate it. Oh, I hate it so awful. much. The pressure because. I'm judging everyone. I'm going, oh, 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 they did that song. Or it's either like they did an amazing job at it. Or it's like, yeah. guys, come on. It's your like a version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anyone that likes it, honestly, likes no. doing it. Cause it is, it's like, it's a lot of pressure. Um, and it's changed so much as well. I mean, yeah. you know, it might just be my age, but I used to really love the way that if you, do you remember the Alex Turner one where he yeah. did, it was like, we only go backwards. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just him and a guitar. Yeah. It's and I think back. the drummer just playing an egg, egg shaker or something. Yeah. But that was like, that was the epitome of like a version for me. It was stripped back. It was really simple. Yeah, it's it quite produced now. It's like yeah, now it's like you just you're at a show. Yeah, it's like 15 features, and it's like mm. there's a rapper every time. It's yeah, just like, yeah. It's, like, it's kind of changed a little bit in that way. So, what songs have you guys covered? For how many? How many have you done? done we did. We did Friday on My Mind yeah, nice. um, by e Easy Beats because it was Oz Music Month, and yeah. so it's like you have to choose an Australian song. Yeah, right. Oh, that, was um, that was really hard. Yeah, and then only because it's like. Yeah, you're stuck in this little, this little void of music, um, and then we did. What did we? We did Hel "Hello" by Adele. Oh, um, mixed up oh, with I Kendrick that, Lamar. Oh, yes, yes, no, I heard that one. Yeah, no, that Lamar. was sick. And that was brutal. I mean, because like that was we were recording that um, the day after the Hottest 100, and we'd won the Hottest 100 that day. So we wanted to go out and party and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, but you had to do that. We had that. to kind of keep a lid on it because mm -hmm. then we had to get up like the next morning and do like morning TV show or something really early and then yeah. fly, fly up yeah. to Sydney and do, do the like a version. That's cruel And we'd beaten that Kendrick song. <laughs> yeah. We didn't, we didn't think we were going to win, but that's, that Kendrick song that we were going to cover the next day came second and we came first. So it kind of looked like we were taking the piss by doing oh, it the yeah. next day, which is kind of funny, but yeah, it's funny how it worked out. So how did the band form and come together then? Like, how did you guys get into music? Well, like us brothers always played music, but it wasn't ever really something that we thought we would do as a job and we didn't even ever play together so like yeah. i would hear sam playing songs in his bedroom and then we'd hear zach playing guitar in his bedroom but it would never be like yeah everyone gather around the <laughs> piano you know it was always yeah. just like a private thing um and then sam lived over here for three years and did music on his own for a bit um after high school did you release any songs no following? i did not no i played a little bit but yeah it was just like my time was up here and, and I went back to Australia. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, I still <laughs> want to do music. I think it's what I want to do. But I was just like to the boys, let's start playing music together and writing music together. So just bought like a home recording setup, and I would just make demos in my bedroom. And then Elliot would come home from high school and like put his parts down. And that's actually how I like, lay it down in my gun. Those first two singles, they were just recorded in, in the bedroom. Why the um, best songs are always like formed in that way? I don't know. I mean, it's it's when there's no pressure. Yeah, You're just doing it for say. fun, you know, like there's no label involved. Not that I, I mean, I love working with our, our record label, but back then it was just doing it for the love of it. Yeah, coming from the heart. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. do you feel the stress of that then once things kind of took off and got bigger for you guys, then it was like, oh God, because like What's your next? early days were like huge hits that everyone was like, oh my God. Like, how do you like deal with the pressure of that? Or how did you then go about creating? Did like the creation change a lot or the formula or you just not really like we still work in the same way i think the pressure is kind of off because financially we can we're making music and we're it's our job it's been our job for 10 years mm, so yeah. that and we're really happy with where we're at yeah. so i'm not like 
putting heaps of pressure on myself to try and do another hoops or do another lay it down or whatever. And we're always just writing whatever we feel at the time. Like, so our, our sound has changed um, over the years. And that kind of keeps it interesting for us. Yeah. But I think like it, if Lay It Down and My Gun and those early songs had sort of outperformed anything we'd done since, then I could I could see us getting kind of bitter about that. Yeah. But <laughs> luckily for us, like our most successful songs are actually the more recent ones. So that's like those little stats kind of make you feel like you're still in the right trajectory. For sure. Hoops is one of your most iconic songs. How did you guys come about that song? I saw somewhere there's an interesting story. Well, it's not yeah. overly interesting. It's funny. It's boring. <laughs> You're probably like, I'm so fucking over explaining nah. this. <laughs> I don't think we've spoken about it in years. So yeah. fresh well, I'm happy to refresh it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very inspiring. Very inspiring. Well, yeah, I think the, the, the key to the story is drink lots of water before you go to bed because <laughs> yeah. you'll need to wake up to pee and might have a song stuck in your head. An absolute banger out of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. our podcast name came to her in her a dream. In a dream and as you well. There it. you go. Yeah. yeah. So oh, my God. No, the second the I woke up, I was like, in my notes, like, chaos something something else and then was like writing anyways do you think That's it's awesome. got to do with our brain being in like a different state you know how there's all the mm. different states mm -hmm. I, I can't remember the names but because when you're like half asleep it's in a different maybe yeah it's, it's a more like creative it's, still, it's not state. just mental like you're not having like crazy fucked up dreams you kind of still there's logic involved your brain yeah. is still kind of like mm. being logical and Wait. if you're obsessed with something during the day, it's like your brain is then analyzing that thing at night, I reckon. Wait, yeah. but how did you, I don't even know the story. Well, it was in your sleep. Uh, yeah. So I woke up, needed to pee um, and had just like a melody in my head and then so sung it into my notes. And then the next day I listened to it and I was like, I'm sure this is something. This must, why, like, because it never happened to me before. That's like, This must exist. And then, so then I just wrote the song and then sent it around. And this was after we'd finished making the second record in New York. Um, so we'd come back and it was like, there was no pressure to write any more music. The mm. record was done, but we all liked the demo so much that it was like, all right, we got to do something get this it. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it almost didn't make it on the, on the album. That's crazy. Yeah, the last, everything, we were done, so. Yeah. That's insane. That. Yeah. yeah. That's the yeah. one at the festivals where everyone's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And idiots does, in the crowd going, play hoops. Yeah. Like, yep. Do you get so know. over that though? Cause it's like once you, you know, you. Maybe it's someone's first time seeing you play and they're excited for that one song that they mainly know, or like their few songs, yeah. but you guys have been touring it for ages and everyone like, like how do you deal with the frustration of like mm. maybe wanting to push your new stuff more or? Yeah, I mean, it's all right. Cause there's, oh, yeah, there's always gonna be a few people in the crowd that just know that one song, but yeah. for, for all of them, there's usually a bunch that have other favorites and like, yeah. it's, it's mm. all good. It's also like cool that they like that one song. Yeah, yeah I've always found it weird when people don't like that, they've got success and people have been obsessed. Like fans really love a song and they'd be like, well, it's your song. So yeah, enjoy that people love it. Well, yeah. I also saw um, an interview with Justin Bieber was talking about, he obviously has that song Baby, which mm. is like, you know, respectfully cringe. And he's <laughs> older now and he doesn't want to sing like baby, baby. But then he realized like, this is so nostalgic for people. Like this so is linked beautiful. to a memory and makes people so happy. And then that, Therefore, that makes him happy. So I think like mm. maybe mm. seeing the crowd go crazy over it would just make you. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you might be on tour playing 50 dates across, you know, the US and Europe and stuff. But that's the one time those people are going to see you yeah. that yeah. night. So it's selfish. like give it. Yeah, yeah exactly. you got to bring it still. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are brothers, obviously. And then you have one other brother in the band. Yep. How do you guys navigate? Like, do you find it easier that you're all siblings? Like, is there less fights? Can you handle fights more? Or is it more like are you guys at each other? <laughs> We don't really fight. Like That's good. Yeah, we've always been like, I guess when we were really little, we probably did, but like we, we get along pretty well. Like 
when we're not at work, we still hang out and go to the pub together. Nice. Like we're a close mm. family. So grown ups now. Um, yeah, yeah, we're grown ups. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's actually probably a, a, a benefit. It, it would definitely suck if it wasn't for Will and Scott who are in the band. Yeah, and obviously not related to us. Yeah, they break things up really nicely. And yeah, you balance know, out uh, the dynamic. There's yeah. not much left to talk about when you've. If it's just me, together. Zach and Elliot at the pub, yeah. Yeah. So we'll just, just sit there. Like. It's kind of like us sometimes, you know those? I don't know if you've seen those memes TikTok. or it's TikToks, people being like at dinner and they, no. they live together, best friends or dating, and they're like, so what do we talk about? No, like, Shut the fuck mm. up and eat your food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's us sometimes. Like yeah. we live together, work together. It's like, no, we still manage to be able to yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. We live That's together, awesome. we work together, we socialize together. Like, we do, we grocery shop fight? together. Not really, really. No. rarely. I think, yeah, you kind of get you lucky. You shouldn't fight with friends though, right? No, like, like yeah, we weird. understand each other well enough to know, like, you know, if someone's pissing you off, it's like, hey, I think we're good at kind of being like that and then, like, let's move on and, yeah. you know. I think we're like that too. Yeah. Like, we don't leave things, like, if, if there's something going on, we just chat about it really quick. Yeah, no, you can't because you guys are touring together and together mm. all the time and then it's like, that's just, yeah. that would be uncomfortable if then there's arguments. And, yeah, and there's a yeah. lot of bands that are like that. I don't know how, like, we wouldn't have lasted 10 years. No, like, that's why I ask because I meet so many bands that they're like, they all fucking hate each other. Mm. They're like, and we just... We just get through this, you know, and yeah, like it's just a job. Yeah, yeah, which would be so sad because it's your passion, you know. So, yeah. with touring, it can probably take a lot on your mental health. Do you have any practices to help ground you, stay connected to yourself? I think, um, <laughs> He's reading the specials. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, none of that. I'm just gonna go down to the yeah. pub and drink a few just beers, yeah, well, a few pints. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I think, um, I mean, it's a nice thought to think that you might get up and go for a run while you're in tour, but it's probably not going to happen. I think just doing other things, like not just sitting in the pub all day or yeah. just like going and looking like, a, we love like exploring cities and jumping on like e-bikes or whatever. So we just mm. make sure that we don't just live in pubs around the world or yeah. bars and do that kind yeah. of stuff. Like we'll go and see stuff and take it all in. Like yesterday we went to the museum. It was awesome. We went to the pub before and after. Before and after the museum. I'm going to say, yeah. I was going to say, went. guys. Yeah. That's yeah, a catch. It's offensive if you didn't go to a pub, you yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah, and you've got a week here. Like, you can go namaste back in Australia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think that's just that, just keeping a lid on it. Not, you know, we used to do a lot of after parties and we were pretty wild back in the day. Yeah. But it's just not sustainable. So. No. Yeah. Got to grow up at one stage. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, maybe. Do you guys feel any pressure, I guess, 
with I guess how music's changing a lot everything seems to be around what's trending on like TikTok sounds or getting a radio hit like how do you stay unique and true to yourselves in the process of making music I think the process of making music is fine for us it's yeah. unaffected we still do it the same way it's all you know we write the songs and we we're in the studio um we choose what's going on the record and then when it comes time to promote now it's mm, pretty different. different because it's like well how are we going to promote this? What What's the campaign going to be for TikTok? What's it going to be for Instagram? What's it going to be for Facebook? Mm. Um, what's the video going to be? How are we going to cu- cut that up and so use it? Platforms now, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's like none of that really comes natural to musicians unless yeah. like this, uh, there's, there are artists that do it well, but um, we're shithouse at it. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's an ongoing thing. It's like we're constantly learning what we're comfortable with. Like we're not going to be um, – we've had this conversation recently – um, we're not going to be the artists that go up to people in the street and play the song and be like, reaction. Yeah, no. It's not it's natural not us. to us. Yeah, um, It would be really hard to be an artist coming up now without a following. Like maybe you got really mm. great music, but like how do you get discovered? And it's pretty much just going to be the, through TikTok and stuff mm, like that. Yeah. Like we're really lucky to have had a fan base before all this stuff happened. Yeah. So we can rely on that fan base. And they've to, grown with yeah, you. Yeah, they've grown with us and, and they're still there. So that's cool. But starting from scratch now, um, I can see how it would be really daunting because it's like – if you're a solo artist and you're writing great music, that you also have this whole other job, which is creating online, mm-hmm. and that you're expected mm-hmm. to be an influencer. Brand, you know, really. yeah, um, and it's not for everyone. Um, so it just kind of means that people who are good at it are going to get ahead. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Is there a moment that you realized you guys made it as a band? Like, was it at a festival? Like. What was a defining moment where you kind of like in the movies where they like look at each other and like yeah like you pinch me yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot of those like there's been a lot, a lot of great moments probably like just getting like first checks in the mail and realizing that mm. it was gonna we were gonna be able to eat from doing this like yeah it wasn't like all right sweet we're gonna be rich but i'm not sure which probably quitting our jobs mm. yeah yeah which happened early on just because we were naive and thought, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Still broke and living at home. Yeah. Just quit our jobs. Was there a moment at a, like, what was your favorite festival you played at? There's been a few Splendors that have been pretty special. Yeah, like, they're just the always best. the best. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And so like, I think our first Splendor was, was incredible because we had no idea if there was going to be people there. We were, we were opening the stage at like the, the McLennan tent, like yeah. you know, that third stage at like 12 o'clock. On the and Sunday. On the Sunday, yeah. And then it, it was completely packed. And Wow, that's amazing. I remember seeing video, some videos online that I saw the other day and it's just like, gives me goosebumps. Like, that was cool. And I think all the firsts are kind of cool. Yeah. Because like now we expect that, like if, you, if we're playing at Splendor at 7 p.m. on the main stage, yeah. there's going to be people there. Yeah. But it's just those firsts where... You're like shocked by it. Yeah, yeah. It's like that stuff. And we've done a bunch of other cool stuff. I think like coming overseas is another thing. Like, because like obviously our profile here isn't like same scale that is in australia so it's like but even if you are selling out a venue in america or whatever like that feels awesome mm. for us. like yeah, even know, if it's like, tiny oh God, people on the other side of the world know yeah who we it's are. trippy like, it's mm. just crazy yeah how did you guys go during covid not being able to play shows like did you feel like oh this is great to have a bit of a break right now or was it like fuck like it's, you know the timing for us wasn't too bad in that i think we'd we'd finished recording the last record i think so there was Pretty no pressure it. of I know a lot of like artist friends for them, it was like they were in writing mode. And so it's like, you've got all the time in the world, better be the best thing you've ever made yeah. then. Whereas for us, it was like, well, we've made this. Let's just kind of wait it out and see if this COVID thing lasts and then we'll put the record out. 
And then like everyone else, we didn't realize how long it would go for. And it was like, okay, now we need to release it. Mm. And it's that question of like, well, you're going to release it into a market where you can't actually tour it. Yeah. So that was hard knowing that we got to put this out and then what do we do? Like, how do we promote it? How do we connect with fans? So did you put it out during COVID? Yeah. 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 It kind of screwed us like internationally as well. Like, because international, you know, it, it takes a lot of investment, a lot of time to build. Mm. And we had all these, you know, international plans for that record. So we were able to do a lot of, t- we still were able to tour in Australia, even though it was with COVID, we did like, you know, seated shows and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we still promoted the record there, but it really halted everything else around the, around the world. Yeah. I think that was the worst part was that mm. we couldn't come here, couldn't go to, to the States and did stuff. Did you do like any live stream shows? I saw a yeah. lot of artists doing mm. that. It sucked. Yeah. yeah. It'd feel, it feel like you just wouldn't, pe- wouldn't be performing to anyone really. Yeah. You perform, You know, there's people just watching on, the, on camera. the camera, but it's yeah. like, it's, yeah, yeah, you're not getting that, um, you know, energy back and forth yeah. exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, I mean, we took it and at the time it was something to do, I guess, but. How did you feel mentally during that time? Was it kind of like, stressful not being able to tour and like you, you I guess because you rely on that so much to I guess promote something did you ever have mm. down moments during it being like oh my yeah. god yeah I think mm. so I think it's just like what yeah Losing what's gonna happen and it, yeah and it was also like because our industry in particular was hit really bad so mm. I think like depends what you do for a living during that time like mm. for us it was like fuck is this it like yeah it, are we coming back from this like yeah um, so at times that was stressful, but we were one of those bands who were really lucky because we were able to make it through. Like mm. a lot of bands didn't make it through that three years. Yeah. They couldn't afford to. They just had to get other jobs or whatever. We have really good management who, and they really like somehow we were able to like get through that period. I would say it's still quite similar. I, I think like, I think still unearthed is, I know it's like, you know, there's like 50,000 artists on there or something, but I still think triple J unearthed is a good start for Australian artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think the other thing is that you should be out there playing shows live. Like mm. people, like if, if I can't speak for being in London because it's a massive market compared to Australia, but if you're touring and playing shows in Sydney, for example, like and you're doing pretty well, like record labels will know who you are. Yeah, like you mightn't feel like it, but it's a small enough industry that, like, if you're actually doing something cool, you'll be discovered. Yeah. Um, but I love yeah. live music. I wish there was more of it. I feel like in Australia, like I know here at a lot of pubs and restaurants, they do a lot of live music, even at the Soho houses and stuff. Yeah. But in Australia, I feel like they don't do a lot of- What, just like at restaurants and stuff? Yeah. Like, I feel like we do have- like pubby style. Yeah, people like, just like out and about doing it. I feel like the pubs in Australia are very dingy. It's like, it stinks of beer. <laughs> it's just full of like middle-aged men. And it's not like here, the pubs are such a vibe. And like yeah. throw in some live music. Yeah. But it is, it's right. Like when you're out seeing someone in person like you can connect with them so much deeper and like actually see them and feel mm. their energy yeah. and like, then you're going to remember it you tell your friends and yeah but i guess so many people i guess that are starting out have that fear of performing live as well so yeah there's a lot of bedroom producers out yeah. there that are actually really 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 talented but you know i feel like that's a tricky one because there's a shitload of people who are doing exactly that and yeah. are really good at it so yeah. i think the thing that can differentiate differentiate you is your live performance stuff for sure um, but yeah, I mean, everyone's got access to music software Internet. these days. So like people can make really, really high quality music mm-hmm. um, really quickly. Like we work with some kids sometimes and it's just fucking mental. Like mm. how quickly yeah. they can put together a song that sounds like it's on the radio. Like it's wow. wild. Well. So for that reason, it's become super competitive. Mm. And I'm again, very grateful that we're not coming up now. Because yeah, happy for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grateful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's everything that's that we wanted questions. to chat to you guys about. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Thank, Thank you for having us. Instagram is the Rubens. 
for anyone who yeah. wants to follow. Yeah, come follow us. Instagram. We need help actually on there. We're pretty shit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll help you guys. <laughs> yeah, please. Not that we're that fucking Promise? good either. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what we're doing half the time. <laughs> it's our job and we're like we struggling no with our podcast Instagram. We're like, oh shit, we haven't posted in like I just a think week. you shouldn't overthink it. I think that's... Yeah. That's that, it. I know. Yeah. I want to post Let's weird with stuff. We'll just feel better. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Enjoy your show. We will. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.